Hi there, and welcome to Grief is My Superpower. I'm Mark Lemon, award-winning children's author, bereavement ambassador, and your host for this podcast. Each week, I'll be interviewing incredible people that get open and honest about their own experience with grief. When I was 12 years old, my dad was murdered, and my life changed forever. I try to explore with my guests if it's possible to live a happy and fulfilled life after the death of a loved one. You can find me as The Dad Author on Instagram and at the Lemon Drop Books website. For this episode, I've travelled to London to speak with musician Jesse James Wood. Jesse is husband to Fern and dad to his four children. Jesse speaks to me about the death of his mum and how it's changed his outlook on life. You can find Jesse on Instagram and Twitter as Jesse James Wood. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment wherever you are listening to this podcast. By doing this, it will help us to reach more people in need of support at a tough time. This podcast is in support of children's bereavement charity, Winston's Wish. Okay, so today I have travelled to London and I am currently sat on a park bench in Richmond and I'm sat here with the very lovely (laughs) (laughs) Jesse James Wood. How are you, mate? I'm fine, thank you, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm feeling pretty lovely today as well, so thanks for asking me to do this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming on. Um, Well, I want to paint the picture firstly because the sun's out. We've been very blessed today. Yes. And Mm. the blue sky and it just seems perfect. Yeah, it's a lovely day. Here in Tut Park. Here in the park, yeah. <coughs> so for the listeners and those that don't know who you are, are you able to just introduce yourself and tell the listeners, please? Sure. Uh, my name's Jesse James Wood. I'm a musician from London. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I think, you know, the band you're in at the moment, a lot of people probably would have heard the, of them, uh, called Reef. Yes. I've yeah. been in Reef for just over five years. Um, I'm very happy still in them and... Uh, yeah, happy to be playing with them still, yeah. Okay, so for the reason that we're sat here, obviously, is to talk about grief. And I was wondering if you could just share with the listeners about your experience with grief, please. Okay, uh, the main uh, thing I'd like to talk about is my mother, Chrissy. Uh, she passed away 14 years ago, just over 14 years ago, of a drug overdose, which is all very horrible to find out after she passed, but that's the... Uh, that's what had happened to her and um before that i'd lost my nan wood my dad's uh mum and my uncle ted wood um and they were my first two experiences losing someone close to me that really resonated especially my nan and she died of cancer very slowly uh, and i was in my early 20s um and my Uncle Ted died about three years before my mum, I think it was. So that would make it about 2002, I think. Um, and he died of liver cancer, I think it was. Um, so, and then my mum passed away, which was all uh, horrible at the yeah. time. And still is to to little essence. In an essence I guess way. like we always say, it's, you know, it's still fresh, isn't it? In a sense of... yeah. If you haven't talked about it much, or um, I guess it never goes away, as I know too. Um, are you able to share how you found the grief since your mother died? 
died. Yeah, um, God, there's been. Well, I've never really spoken out to anybody, sort of like on a podcast. That's for sure. So, excuse me if if I start wobbling a little bit. But um, so yeah, it was 14 years ago. Yeah, my mum had been. Um, you know, she. I can talk about it openly. She was. I could now say addicted to prescription drugs and stuff like that. Um, she was saying, showing signs of she being erratic and um, she'd be taking other drugs. I'm not going to name them because it doesn't really matter, really. But um, um, and she was hanging around with some people, you know, that I didn't really know very well. Um, and then, so suddenly, uh, on the day it happened, I get a phone call. I used to live in Somerset, and there's that time not far from where you live. And um, <coughs> it was from my stepbrother, Jamie. And, um, you know, I can't even remember what he said, but all I heard was, you know, your mum's passed away. And it sounds, I don't, I don't want to sound sort of like corny or anything, but when in a film, <laughs> this, the, the picture sort of zooms out at the same time as zooming in, and your whole world sort of, it became extremely surreal at that point. Um, and, you know, it was, uh, you know, you've been through it too. It, it was a very uh, awful, uh, massive change in that moment that I wasn't really ready for, because you never really are. Um, and I'd never experienced anything like it before in my life, really. So that's that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I always say that the moment you find out you yeah. remember for the rest of your life don't you as to where you yes. were what you were doing you know for me for instance i was at school and then when i got home you right, know and they yeah. kind of do you remember those moments are they, or are they <coughs> so painful that they're fuzzy which some people do say that I don't yeah know. no i remember i would walk out to the house when i got the phone call and i could hear in jamie's voice something was wrong um and uh there was like a gravelly floor it was a sunny day you know i, I remember all that kind of stuff and just being in the middle of where you park cars on a gravel drive, it was it was surreal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's strange, isn't it? It's like being hit, and it's like everything going wrong. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. The world comes crashing down, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, music is a massive part of you and what you do and yes. your life. Like, yeah. have, have you found over the last few years that it's helped you through the healing process? And you know, um, yeah. It, um, yeah, I did. Uh, it's a really good thing to bring up, actually, because at the time, um, at my mum's funeral, for instance, I played a song called The Scientist uh, by Coldplay. And that I found that song particularly healing for some reason. Um, and I was playing, <coughs> luckily I was in a band at the time called uh, Wheels and the Willing, I was doing a lot of writing of riffs and melodies on guitars and had some really great friends, still do, from those times, who were very supportive. Um, so, yeah, I was surrounded by music then, luckily. It really was very therapeutic and still is. <laughs> yeah, it's a very therapeutic thing, isn't it, yeah. music? Um, you know, depending on what you listen to. and, and it's, I mean, I've, I've spoken to previous guests about you know, grief anthems in terms of if there's a particular song, mm. you know. And actually, it's a question that, that comes up later, but it's, I think it's a good opportunity to talk about it now. Is um, is there a particular song that reminds you 
of your mum. Yeah, that would be definitely uh, The Scientist by Coldplay, cause especially the first lyric is Come Up and See Me. Yeah. And um, that I found that really sort of powerful, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. yeah. I love that song. One thing that we talked about, I guess, off mic is, uh, is yeah. the fact of, you know, counselling and, and therapy. Um, mm. How have you found that over the last few yeah, years as well? Yeah, um, well, I sort of, I, uh, you know, I don't drink or take anything anymore. And uh, at the time of hearing of all that sort of stuff, I did take lots of things to sort of numb it. But um, so therapy, yeah, it's it's taken me a long time to get to where I am now today, sitting here with you, uh, where I'm almost seven years sober. Um it was also like a milestone of that for me, my recovery of everything. Because um, a lot of people would probably sober up at that time when their mums just died of a drug overdose, if you know what I mean. And it was a. It, now I look back uh, and I realised how messed up I was, really. And I didn't really choose to clean up. I just sort of dive straight back into it. You can ask all the people who I was you know, all my loved ones and all my friends and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, since then, today, you know, keeping it in the more sort of where I'm at now, uh, yeah, this year, 2019, I've started some good therapy with some people. At You know, a year or so afterwards, I had some lovely friends, but particularly my friends Andy and Debbie, um, they helped me get a, a, a nice picture on everything. But really, you know, I've been fighting my own stuff as well. Um, and not long, sort of, ooh, I don't know, a bit more grief came into my life. Big one. My uncle took his life as well. And um, that was about, God, eight years ago, nine years ago. And that was another, sort of went back into it. So, you know, I've been up and down like a yo-yo. Um, but for the last seven years, it's almost seven years in October, it's it's... I'm seeing things clearer. Hope I'm coming across, you know, it, there's been some clarity where I can now start going back and, you know, and since I've made some conscious decisions, like we were saying earlier on in the car on the way up here, um, things are coming to me like you've asked me to do something like this, which I find very th- therapeutic and uh, hugely healing to speaking to someone I've just met today and, you know, then it's going to be listened to by people and hopefully helping somebody. Well, exactly. And we, we, we've also talked about the fact of things coming at the right time as well yeah. potentially you yeah, know, yeah it's like you said you're revisiting counseling you start mm. to talk about it more mm. you know and doing some doing the work that you wanting to do yeah. with you know with uh princess trust um, yeah, yeah exactly. and also um talking to me today and how yeah. me messaging you and saying would you like to come on yes. you know and i was believing things at the right time definitely and also yeah. a couple of good old friends of mine have lost you know parents and stuff and as i'm sure you find you can actually help people by just talking to them and listening to them those two things you know not in that particular order listening or talking talking listening and just being there for them and you have sort of a i mean a lot of people go through it so I'm, i don't want to sound like i'm the only person who's going through it but it's a very powerful thing to be able to relate to anybody about anything really but especially grief you can just sit there and listen and you know that's enough sometimes and you know you find your family quite supportive in terms yeah. of if you want to talk you yeah. know, or just get it out. That's that's the easiest way. I know talking to my wife if I'm feeling down or if I'm having a bad oh, yeah. day, 
it's just best not to lock it in, is it? you know. Yeah, and some days, yeah, and some days I forget that, and I do lock it in, and then three days later you realise you're being a complete a hole, and and you know it's probably something to do with that, you know, <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah, though definitely. Um, also, one thing that I was thinking on the way here, and it's, I think it's quite a nice one for us both because we're both dads. In terms of the grief and and the experience that you've had, do you think it's made you the father you are today? Do you think oh, it's yeah. changed your outlook on fatherhood? Yes. Um, well, yeah, my mum and dad split up when I was nine months old, I believe. So um, my mum, growing up with her, was really, you know, I was a real mummy's boy. It's very, we were like best friends, and that's why it, it, you know, broke my heart and still really does to this day that she's still not here. Um, <coughs> so my dad wasn't really around much until sort of my early teens, really, which is fine, you know. Um, and... All of this, plus, you know, recovery, plus, you know, what I've been through with both parents and not through both parents. Yeah, I, I believe in a generational way it, it can fine-tune parts of you being a parent, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely made me more open and more um, patient, I think, as well. Um, and more... I don't know. I, I'm really. I love being a dad. You know, I really do. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. You know, and I'm not saying my mum and dad don't love being a dad, but I'm really into it. And that's how you can turn things around. And you know, especially when one of them passes away. Yeah, and I think also you just you cherish the little things, don't you? Like we were talking about earlier, dropping off at school run and being yeah. able to be an opportunity of taking our kids to school. And yeah, no, um, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that every yeah. day when I'm here and not on tour or writing or whatever. You know, I, I love doing that, you know. Yeah, and I, I, I think things like that, and I was actually thinking on the train on the way here and, and how how I'm so fortunate to be able to spend the time that I do with you know, mm. with my kids. Yeah, and, me too. And how maybe that's altered my mindset in terms of how I see fatherhood, you know, if, you know, I'd kind of Otis going, do you want to come out and play football or, you know, and just saying, yes, I've got that time, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, in terms of um, the conversation into schools and that's a big thing that I'm trying to do at the moment is how we could talk about grief in schools. And Yeah. Um, do you think there's anything we could do better in terms of raising this subject and talking about it with, with children, you know? Yeah, we talked about it again in the car. Um, yeah, I think if there's, if there's any way of providing a person or some kind of, uh, there might not be the funding to do it, but some kind of person to go to for families or for the child or children in the classes or and even for the headmasters or headmistresses or the teachers to be able to ask questions to as to how to deal with grief or anything tragic should it come into a situation of a school yeah i mean that yeah that'd be a great thing to do i don't even know if it's probably happening somewhere i'm not i'm not aware of that but yeah because i guess you know <coughs> mental health is you know over the last couple of years it's something that's been mm. raised more which is fantastic you know yeah. but and i guess grief can come under the mental health umbrella if not talked about and treated you know at oh, an early age you know yeah, um yeah. So, yeah, I think it kind of comes into not just grief, but a mental health perspective for, for kids. Isn't it? Do you think it shaped you, the grief? You know, has it made you the person you are today um, in terms of the way that you, you see life? Yeah, I think, I think uh, not only me, but I'm sure anybody who goes through any kind of grief, it definitely, yeah, uh, moulds the putty of, of the whole situation of losing someone in, you know, um, 
Yeah, this definitely losing my mum because we were best friends, you know, and she was my sort of, you know, suddenly as well. It's not like there was a, you know, illness. Yeah. There's kind of a couple of ways, isn't there, really? Um, yeah, the, I still, I don't know whether I've still got my head around it properly. Um, her be, not being here and it being so sudden, it's such a chop. <laughs> it's like uh, you know I'm sure you yeah I mean it's sudden you, trauma isn't it you, you yeah you, you it's a lot one minute you're there, she's there and then the next minute yes. she's not yeah I mean I luckily have had lots of great people around and uh, family loved ones you know and it, it you know it was they were amazing so um, but yeah definitely yeah, yeah excuse me to be so yeah um, uh, but yeah I'm just trying to reflect back but today like we say, um, my children who never met her, my youngest two, Rex and Honey, they um, they talk about her, you know. And Arthur, who's seventeen now, he he had a few years with Nana Chrissy, as we call her, which was beautiful. Lola came into the world a few months after she died, so it was, you know, she, she's and I look at them every day when I see them, or you know, whenever I see them. There are definitely parts of her, you know, and I'm sure anybody would agree with me. And that's the magical side is that you you, you can start focusing on stuff like that. And people who uh, who live in the area where I live, who used to see her walking about, all bring her up. So she's still around spiritually in some way and, and lovingly by people and my own children, for sure. Like well, that's, that, that is a massive one, isn't it? Because I mean... <clears throat> It's making because my, my children never met my dad either, isn't it? But it's still making him relevant today yes. with them, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, as an example, last night was like, oh, I can't get to sleep, Dad. And I was like, do you know what Grandpa used to make me do? Just yeah, you know, and yeah, and just sharing that experience and making him relevant still today. Yes, you know, um, we definitely do that. So you do house. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's pictures everywhere, and yeah, and actually more so now, they bring nana chrissy up you know what i mean it's pretty um it's pretty powerful and it happens at some points if you're a bit tired and emotional and it, it can you know yeah it's i very, bet <laughs> it's lovely actually yeah well i think that's a really nice message isn't it it's <clears> just <throat> making sure that they're still relevant yeah and also you never really get over it i'm not gonna lie you get you get used to it <laughs> and you and you sort of you learn to live with it and love it even eventually like okay you know you're not here anymore but there's all this other stuff happening which is amazing and you know um and then you do have days where you feel really sad i won't swear um you know and that's when we said like earlier you talk to your missus or you talk to somebody who knew her or talk to yourself <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? yourself <laughs> yeah. um that that's a really important message though isn't it because it's you know it's remembering that grief never goes it comes in waves and it's you know back and forth yeah. and you know you'd never get over it but you learn how to live with it i guess yeah, yeah and uh and i always say you know you miss them because you love them so much and it's absolutely you know it's that sort of memory that you try and hold isn't it oh god yeah you know and, and when you start thinking um how much they would have loved to see your children and all that sort of emotional stuff which brings a little sort of lump to your throat yeah. you know that's you know that's that's painful but it's also beautiful if you know what i mean it's like god you know it's everything, you know. And it also makes them relevant in everything you do with your kids as well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Okay, moving on. We've got um, four questions 
from the children of Winston's Wish, the children's charity, yeah. if you'd be happy to answer them. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, the first one is, how do you make yourself feel happy when you're feeling sad? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I do many things. Um, if I'm feeling sad about, me, about my mum, Chrissy, I'll go down to where her ashes are and I'll I'll walk and I'll just get into a good headspace. Um, I love to spend time with all my kids and my wife and, you know, as many people as I can that I love. That makes me feel happy. Um, I love playing my guitar and stuff, you know, um, musically. And I like watching football. <laughs> well, I mean, the next question was going to be <laughs> what piece of music reminds you of your mum, but I guess we talked about that earlier, didn't we, yeah. with Coldplay? Yeah, um, there's, it's Coldplay, uh, but I guess... Um, on reflection of my younger years, it would have been um, a song called Avalon by Brian Ferry. I can remember that vividly. And she used to love, like, uh, you know, any kind of rock and roll from the 70s. So Fleetwood Mac or something like that. Amazing. Rumours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, last one is, what do you do to remember your mum on important days like her birthday? Oh, um... I, again, I go to the place where her ashes are scattered and reflect and think and love and I, whoever wants to come with me can. Um, I like to post a little thing on some kind of social media which will get some kind of lovely reaction from all the people that, you know, my close friends who I grew up with to, you know, Joe Blogs who wants, who it just helps in that way and you all have a nice moment which those platforms are really great for i think and if you can leave it there brilliant um yeah you know light a candle you know just keep her in my thoughts but i try to do that every day anyway but on the birthday and and also the the uh the passing day i won't say death day the passing day that's that's another time i do as well you know uh, are there any particular days you find tricky like for me christmas sometimes can yeah be christmas is hard. yeah god yeah yeah and christmas. my wife always sort of points it out that you know oh, you don't really like christmas do you <laughs> i do like christmas you know but I, I like it more now we've got children but um yeah i mean now there's children well yeah it changes everything yeah god it? yeah uh, but yeah the christmas is it's getting easier i have to admit i'm not going to say it's that because i've got um had some great Christmases with Fern and her family and my family, you know. Um, and like I say, the day she passed, uh, that day is always hard. But I make it better by the end of it sort of thing. Birthdays, well, like we just said. Um, and also my kids' birthday. Like, I just loved her to be around, you know, for a, a little bit of it. But she is spiritually, so, you know, well, that, you have that's to the thing, isn't swap it, it over to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a religious sort of guy, but in terms of being spiritual and just feeling my dad around. Yeah, you know, feeling, that's it, yeah. Do you know? It's, yeah. You get that sense. I mean, I get a shiver up my spine, you know, when I kind of think about him. But um, Yeah. I don't know, just like sitting on this park bench and just chatting to you in this beautiful setting and just, I just, you just sense that, that well, they're here somewhere. They are here and, you know, it's led you to starting something like this and and talking to you know, people you don't really know, in my case, about the grief and what you've gone through. And, you know, people are going to listen to this, and that's really powerful, you know, just listening and in this form, you know, it's great, you know, it's really good. Conversation which, you know, needs to happen, obviously, more. Yeah. And uh, because some people feel really 
difficult when speaking about grief and yeah. you know and and you know I've, I've we've spoken about it all the time on the podcast is that people could see you across the street and not know what to say and you know just feel a bit awkward about it yeah know? that's a funny thing isn't it it's attached this little sort of thing that there's supposed to be some time where you're suddenly f- supposed to feel all right about it all the time and i don't think that you know that i'm not being negative but i don't think that's the point <laughs> you know what i mean it's like some people could be like oh surely you're over that and it's like no not really but you know just learn to live with it or whatever you want to say back you know any kind of so one last question that i do like to end on is if you had one last conversation with your mum <laughs> oh yeah it's a big one God, what do you think hell. you might like to say to her that was the question I was trying to think of when I'd been listening to a few podcasts before I couldn't this morning. I was like, oh, I'm sure there's one that's going to be. Um, God, I reckon. Oh. I reckon, excuse me, listeners, for such a pause, it's quite hard one. Because it was a an overdose, I guess it's like, uh, what what was it? Why couldn't you tell me how bad things were, I think it would have been. Because I guess I can speak about this openly. If you're running from something like I have done, like we all do sometimes, if you're, you know, and you're blocking yourself in any way, what is it that you were sort of running from, you know, and, you know, um, yeah, I think that would be it. I don't know if that's a great answer or anything or a very positive one, but that's what's coming to my head at this moment. It seems like one which would be an important Yeah, and my question. solar plexus is sort of throbbing right now, and my yeah. whole thing says, it feels like the right thing I've said. <laughs> so, yeah. It seems it, like it would be the right question for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not going to be any sort of like knee on the floor, why, why to the sky? It's going to be like that, but it's, you know, because it's, it, it was so shocking that it was it's such a sort of overdose of something so you know and it was must have been quite a lonely place for her to be in some way you know that that's why it was like god you know i wish you could have just said something to me or you know we could have had that chat i could have helped and you know but obviously it's a big one isn't it yeah yeah it is yeah 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 it is but i'm okay with it today it's really great to talk to you about it. No, it's been amazing to have you on. And I uh, hope that anyone listening to this, I've, I can help or, you know, it's helped you open up and talk to people about it if you're feeling shut off in any way. I think it's important. And in this, in these times, it's starting to, people are opening up a bit more, it seems like. Um, and I'm lucky enough to do that with you today, so thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> it's this perfect opportunity, I think, like you say, you know, the... the talking around mental health the grief the you know just just giving permission to people to say open up it's okay you know yeah and share and regularly too you know you know and when you feel like it of course there's no no one's saying open up right now but it's like don't shut it off when it you know it's so easy to do that you know talk to somebody (laughs) no that's amazing so Jesse, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for asking me, and um, it really means a lot to me. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs>